Good afternoon, it's Dr. Charles Benz, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. This is a podcast where we try to look at the news in terms of what science has been developing in the last couple of weeks or months that is different and is exciting and is able to give us some insights into what can be done to prevent chronic illness and reverse it if it happens. So today we're going to be talking about COVID again, and you're going to be interested in to hear this because it's called Preventing COVID Naturally with Hydrogen Peroxide. And I'm going to talk to my favorite guest, John Barson from Total Health Magazine, who's the editor and chief researcher there. And so, John, yes, food grade. What do you got to say about this hydrogen peroxide thing, this headline? All right. So you lit a fire under me, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have to give some background here, some history. So I was a serious asthma sufferer about 22, 23 years ago to the point where I was almost dying. I want to make that point because whenever I would get anything concerning my chest, like cold, flu or anything like that, well, anything to do with my chest, I want to take care of that. And the best thing I ever did was take your advice a year and a half ago when my wife got COVID, the first Delta variant, right? And uh, I got her a nebulizer because you said, you know, hydrogen peroxide, food grade hydrogen peroxide. So I got a nebulizer and I had the silver biotics, nano silver liquid and that formed the part of it. We'll get into the rest later. So that was done. It was great. She was, she followed your protocol. Everything was fine. She was perfectly fine. Uh, Five days later, she walked out of her quarantine bedroom, but I've subsequently gotten COVID and I've had it twice. The first time I had the chills, which I hate, but I had the chills and I was basically down for two days. The first thing I did was the hydrogen peroxide and then everything else. Now I had COVID a week ago. And of course I maintained my D and all of that, but I felt my lungs. Like that was the first thing I felt were the symptoms. The first symptoms I had were my lungs, my breathing. And boy, as soon as I feel that I just fired up the nebulizer. I did a hydrogen peroxide treatment before bed. Next morning I got up, I started sneezing. I I did it again in the morning and then I followed my protocol and I had what is typically, and I've typically had this almost annually over the past decade or so. I have this really wicked sneezing session for a day and I triple my D and I double my zinc and all of that stuff. But I did this and then I did the hydrogen peroxide, my D and all that. And then I went and I got tested and it said I was positive for COVID. And so I continued the protocol throughout the day and I brought home the antigen test kit, tested myself the next morning, negative. Next day, negative. What can I say? I mean, it's anecdotal, but. I know, but we're going to go right under the science now because This study came out from Ghana, and they did a test in the 2021 at the height of COVID, and they did it in a hospital throughout that year. They had 4,000 patients, and they had 89 staff, and they gave them hydrogen peroxide every day. Now, in this case, they used a 1% hydrogen peroxide mouthwash and gargle, and they also used a 0.5% navel cavity rinse, and not one person got COVID. Now, this is 100% effectiveness. And so to me, I knew this back in January and February of 2020, when people would get COVID, I would just say, go to the doctor, get a hydrogen peroxide IV and get your vitamin C IV the next day. And then a couple of days later, repeat it, hydrogen peroxide and then vitamin C. And these people all recovered within less than a week. 
And so I knew it then, but again, it was anecdotal, right? I mean, we have some historical evidence, but we didn't have COVID evidence. Well, here's this thing from Ghana. And so the problem that I have sometimes is the medical community in the United States thinks they know everything and they can't learn from anybody else. How can a small, unsophisticated country like Ghana come up with a solution that's not prescription drug-based? Well, guess what? They did. And so I think this is where we have to start to do some heavy learning because another article came out just in the last day or two. The two variants that are out there now, B5 and B2.75, now are showing signs that the immune systems of our people in the United States are not handling this very well. The upshot is doctors are now saying people can get COVID every month if they're subjected to the virus, even if they're fully vaccinated and boosted. In other words, this whole thing about, oh, vaccines will last a year. Then it was, oh, the last six months. Now, oh, well, the last three months. No. Now it's less than a month. A person can get reinfected every month with the B5 and the B2.75 variant. And so why are they not covering this in the media? Because of all the advertising that the prescription drug companies are giving them. And this is almost tantamount to being criminal, John. If we know this now, we have the science to prove it then this is really bad and somebody should be brought to task. And Dr. Fauci got sick a couple weeks ago. He was down for two weeks and he came out saying, well, you know, I have to revise my statement. He said, maybe it doesn't cause you to go to the hospital. It doesn't mean it can't be serious. It can be a serious infection. I think he had a serious infection. He was fully vaccinated. So I like it when somebody that's in the power broker status of medicine is able to finally fess up and say, you know what, we don't have it right yet. Well, I don't know if you caught the clip, but in the last senator hearing, Senator Paul Rand, while he was interrogating Fauci, demanded to the answer to a question. And the question was, does anybody on the vaccine approval committee have any financial ties or royalties or any conflict of interest with pharmaceutical companies? And Fauci refused to answer the question. I mean, they're approving these vaccines for children, for babies now, and there's no science. They keep claiming, follow the science. They don't have science. We have the science. The science is 10 times better for what we're doing. And I'm going to jump over and say, you know what? If you don't want to do the hydrogen peroxide, because it takes a little bit of effort to do that, buy yourself some really good nanoparticle colloidal silver. And I've been telling people this for months and months, as long as they'll listen. When Ingrid and I go out for the day and we're in stores or we're in contact with people, at the end of the day, we take a couple of sprays of the silver up the nose and deep, breathe as deeply as we can, three, four, five times deep, to get it into the sinus cavity. Then we spray two or three down the throat. And now we've been two and a half years without vaccinations with just good high vitamin D levels, vitamin C levels, zinc and quercetin. And then finally, to make sure you stop it at this part of your body, if you don't stop it, in your respiratory system, in your sinuses, and in your throat, that's when you give it a chance to get into your body and do the damage that it can do in all your other organs. It is crucial to do this. I tell anybody this, and all the people that are traveling that I know of have gone out on cruises and stuff, they all have gotten sick. 
every one of them, and they're all fully vaccinated. And the people that have gone out and used the silver when they're traveling, none of them have come back and said that they got sick at all. So nanoparticle silver has the science. They've had it since 1985. It was a big study in UCLA, and they looked at a number of different viruses, and every one of them was killed within minutes by using silver. And so the silver and the hydrogen peroxide does not act the same way that the drugs do. The body can build up a resistance to those drugs, but now we've got like 35 or 40 years of scientific evidence that shows these natural solutions, the D, the C, the hydrogen peroxide, and the zinc, and the silver, the virus can't overcome that. They can't build a resistance to that. And that's what's great. You want some more science, do some more proof here, right? Well, listeners might want more proof. All right, I'll go back to silver biotics again. They have uh, three different grades of silver plus the liquid. And in their studies, and they have over 300 studies by now that show there are zero negative harmful effects on the human body. But now with their pharmaceutical grade, they're actually using that silver to prevent any kind of infection in hospitals for operations and whatnot. And I've got a group study of 10,000 dental surgeries, the root canals and whatnot, zero infections. Something that might be more immediate for our listeners is how many people, how many millions of consumers have been just slathering their hands in toxic alcohol-based whatever ingredient that comes in it on their hands for a disinfectant, right? And we know from studies that in order for that type of, you know, alcohol to kill the virus, it has to be in the liquid for up to half an hour. So you put a little bit of alcohol and toxic chemical on your hand, it evaporates, it's gone. You have no protection. However, if you use the silver gel and you put that on your hands, like you're talking about, you're good for four to six hours. Exactly. So if you're really serious about protection, or another thing you can do, and something I have, it's, it's like a very light, sort of like a handkerchief. It's a silver-infused handkerchief. And I just have that in my pocket and when I'm traveling. And because you're touching everything, right? You're touching everything on the plane, on the bus, or whatever. Right. Um, and you just rub your hands with it, and you're good. You know, I'm not shy now about this because I was a little bit shy before because I know that the FDA was going after people that were touting silver back in the early days. And you and I know a colleague yes. that got chased out of the country for it. I know, but you know what? I'm not saying I'm going to invite that problem. You know, I don't want to have a, a lawsuit unnecessarily, but I think it's time for the medical establishment to be challenged. I sent a note to the head of the Canadian Medical Association because she had done an interview. And it actually, she was kind of honest. You know, she said, our system is collapsing. Our operations are like three, four, five, six months, a year behind. And we don't have anything that measures how well we're doing, what our results are. And I thought, oh my God, finally, an honest broker. So I wrote her a letter and said, you know what? There's a solution to this, whether it's COVID or whether it's your chronic diseases that you can't handle. I said, it's not like we need to put more money into the system. And so this goes back to some testimony that Mark Hyman gave to the U.S. Senate 10 years ago. And he just said right at the end of about four hours of testimony from three other doctors and himself, you will never solve this healthcare crisis if you just keep trying to do the wrong things better. And so that whole four hours was testimony about all the treatments for chronic illness, all the things that were being touted that we needed to do more of. 
And I hearken back to the Japanese when they were trying to come back from World War II and they were making these really bad products. And the quality expert from the United States came up to them and they wanted to say, how, do you, how can we get you to produce more? He said, why would you want to produce more of crap? He said, you want to make quality products and make less and make it good. And so this principle not only applies to business and to companies trying to rebuild their economy, it applies to medicine too. And so when you look at the science behind the treatments for chronic illness, in 2006, there was a study, a very detailed study, that showed that there was only 20% of the treatments, surgery and prescription drugs, had good science behind them. In 2015, another study from another prestigious health organization found there was only 11% of the treatments were based on good science. And now Oxford University and the Cochrane Group have produced another study, 2022, only 6% of prescription medications actually have good science behind them. So what are we doing here? Why are we not treating these COVID people with hydrogen peroxide and with silver and vitamin D, which has about 30,000 studies backing it up, a lot of them on COVID now. So we've got all these solutions, and yet how stubborn is the medical community and the media that they will not cover this? That's just appalling to me. Well, the good news is the FDA just approved another vaccine that doesn't work, in my opinion. They just keep adding more vaccines. That's all they do. They're pushing them, and yet for every vaccine that's out there, there's a natural solution. There's a book that was written, oh gosh, 15 years ago by Dr. Zoltan Rona, a really good friend of mine in Canada, and he had alternatives to almost every vaccination that's been developed. And so what I think we should do is make sure that we find out what the natural solutions are to all of these vaccinations and we're going to cover those with Total Health Magazine and with our program. And we're going to let people know there are options. And so we know that vitamin D works. We recommend that as soon as you get infected, we recommend 50 to 100,000 international units. But, you know, you have to be tested. And if you're under 30 nanograms per milliliter, then we recommend 100,000 international units. If you're between 30 and 50 nanograms per milliliter, we recommend 50,000 international units. And the doctors can give that in one injection and give you this coverage that boosts your vitamin D levels up to like 70 and 80 where they should be. I just want to add to that, Charles. That's fantastic. The other thing about doing the 50,000 to 100,000 international units is that if your body's vitamin D receptors are not working well, it'll shock them into operation. You're absolutely right. And that's what I say to people. It will actually get those receptors to pay attention and I think we have about the same principle about vitamin C. We don't have to worry so much about what the vitamin C levels are in your body because it's not something that stays in your body very long. It's gone within like seven or eight hours. And so we recommend these drips, these vitamin C drips of 20 to 30,000 milligrams or maybe 50,000 milligrams. And so this is the protocol for if you have already gotten the virus, you're having a bad time of it, you need to get recovered more quickly. And so we have a protocol and it has food and supplements in it. But sometimes you need to jumpstart your immune system and you need to get the big guns out there. And so that's where the vitamin D and the vitamin C, either injections or IVs come in. And so those are things that we know will work. And I just think that I have to remind people that the protocol for prevention is to keep your vitamin C and your vitamin D up there take a little quercetin and zinc every once in a while, 
And if you get it, you have the vitamin C in your cabinet, you have the vitamin D in your cabinet, you have the quercetin, 200 milligrams in your cabinet, you have the zinc, about 30 milligrams in your cabinet, you have a product called ACF, it's called Acute Cold and Flu by Buried Treasure, you have that in your refrigerator. You have Olive Leaf Complex by Barlene, you have that in your refrigerator. As soon as you have a symptom, you take one of those things every hour until the symptoms go away. Usually it takes a day or two. Then you take it for another day or two to make sure the virus doesn't bounce back because this virus has been known to bounce back within a day or two after you get your symptoms clear, but you're still vulnerable. And so you take it every two or three hours instead of every hour for another day or two. Then you can taper off and go back to your maintenance dose. So again, it's vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, zinc. It's acute cold and flu. And hydrogen ACF. peroxide. <laughs> well, and hydrogen peroxide, of course. But, you know, I'm trying to use the hydrogen peroxide and the silver as the get it done quickly thing because the virus doesn't like it when you approach it with different things. And that's why I'm saying a different thing every hour for four or five hours. And then you repeat that cycle. So the virus gets confused. It says, oh, my God, just about we were getting a defense against this or trying to. And then, oh, you threw something else at us. That's not great. And people say to me, well, can't you use NAC? Yeah, you can use NAC too. But this is a formula that works and it's simple and it's easy to do. And so, you know, you just take your C, you take your D, you take your quercetin, you take your zinc, and then you take a spoonful of the ACF, a spoonful of the olive leaf complex by Barleen's, and then bingo. In a couple of days, you're over it. The vaccine, now it doesn't make any difference because the vaccine's not protecting you anyway. Everybody can get reinfected. So this whole thing about, oh, well, you know, we're not going to have hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah, we're still going to have hospitalizations and deaths from people who are fully vaccinated. Sorry to tell you, it's still happening. So, And still, the average age of mortality for COVID patients is 85. They're the worst hit, but you know what? I don't want to hang my hat on that because I know people in their teens that have died. I know people in their 20s and 30s and 40s that have died. And so this cardio thing is really a big deal because this cardiomyopathy, these are problems. And so even if you don't have a pre-existing condition, there's too many young people dying. And that to me is just totally unnecessary. I've told my son and his wife, make sure that our 10-year-old, my grandson, is fully protected anytime he's traveling and anytime he gets symptoms, these are the things you have to do. They're ready. They're ready, believe me. Can I add one more thing to the traveling pack? You bet. Oil of oregano. Yeah, I like oil of oregano. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. I love it too. There's a half a dozen other things that I love, but you know what? If you can't find one, then find the other. You know, I always use oil of oregano as kind of a backup if I can't find the olive leaf extract because they have a similar mechanism of action. I use it, but when I especially travel to, you know, you talk about the gut, the microbiome. When you travel to other countries, your microbiome is going to be exposed to strange bacteria and whatnot. And I think one of the most famous strains is Montezuma's Revenge in Mexico. And I only caught that once, uh, and that was because I hadn't taken any of my oil of oregano. I, I just wanted a high dose of my oil of oregano under the tongue, no dilution, and I was fine in a couple of hours. That just kills all the bad bacteria in your gut. Well, I think in closing, I want to remind people that it's something you mentioned about the hospital and sepsis, which is a problem because these bacteria now are becoming resistant to all the prescription drugs that have been applied to them and the flesh-eating bacteria. And guess what they're using to treat both of them? Silver. Silver. 
<laughs> and so just so people know, hospitals know how to use this stuff when they have to, when their back's against the wall and they know that prescription drugs aren't working, they have a silver supply and guess what? They use it. And so this is one of those things, it's the same thing with heart disease and magnesium. The first thing that they do in the ambulance when they take a heart attack patient on their way to the hospital, they give them a magnesium infusion. Now, why do they do that? When every doctor, allopathic doctor in the country, when you say, well, you know, we should be taking magnesium to avoid a heart attack, they go, oh, that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean a thing. Why do the ambulance people put a magnesium infusion into every cardiac patient on the way to the hospital? because it stops the danger, it stops the damage, and it starts the repair process. So these are just things that we have to say because we have to let them know there, there's a better way to do a lot of this stuff, and they haven't gotten around to it yet, but by God, we're gonna, t we're gonna pound away at this stuff until they get it. One last, for me in closing, I don't see any contraindications for what we're talking about, and all you have to do is look at the VAERS database to see what the result is for other offered solutions. Yeah, well, you know, there's a couple of uh, congressmen uh, going after supplements. And I think that's, that's actually criminal because when you look at the number of people who die from prescription medications that were properly administered, it's somewhere between 700,000 and a million every year. And how many people die of a supplement overdose? Maybe one or two. And so it's just pathetic that they would try to go after an industry that they say needs regulating when there's a drug like statin drugs. It's only effective one half of 1% of the time. You have to have 150 people take it before one person lives longer. This is pathetic. This is an absolute dangerous joke that we have to start to correct because the people have to take their health into their own hands and they have to get themselves a functional medicine doctor. They have to get the right diet and get the right supplements and get themselves to be healthy because you cannot count on the healthcare system the way it's structured now to help you when you're needing help. Okay, well, wow, we got onto it then, didn't we? We did, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so our sponsors are Beacon Point Advisors, and that's a financial planning group that has 50 offices around the country. They select their partnerships very carefully. They take independent consultants and they screen them and they make sure they're getting the best of the best to join their group. And so we have people who really know finance, but also they know that you have to be healthy in order to enjoy the wealth that you accumulate. And so they pay attention to wellness. Also, the person in Sarasota that I work with, Beacon Point, has been doing this for 15 or 20 years, and he makes sure that all his clients know everything that I can actually share with them over the year. And they love it. And the other partners around the country on Beacon Point are going to get the same kind of background. We're building a basis with them right now. So look into Beacon Point, see who the advisor is near you, give them a call and see if they can help you maybe a little bit better than your existing broker can. The next sponsor is Paddock Pools. Paddock Pools is in Rock Hill, South Carolina, but they do projects all over the country and they have a vacuum extractor that actually takes chlorine gas off the surface of the pool. They take about 95% of it away so that you're breathing really pure oxygenated water when you're exercising. This is crucial because there's lots of toxins in that chlorine and the gas that develops as a part of that 
is really something that you have to be careful about because it'll reduce your zinc levels, it'll reduce your vitamin D levels. It actually can cause cancer. So paddock pools, Rock Hill, South Carolina, give them a call. If you have a pool project coming up and you want to make sure that everybody's swimming in the best water and air possible, then you want to contact paddock pools. And another sponsor is MPB Health. MPB Health is a medical cost sharing company. Very different than health insurance you pay up front. They're anticipating what they think the costs will be. But you know what? If the costs are less by 20 or 30%, they just hold on to that and they probably share that with their executives. And they're just making a lot of money unnecessarily because they're not concentrating on wellness at all. And I think that's the difference. MPB Health concentrates on wellness. They concentrate on making sure that people are as healthy as they can be so that they can keep the cost down. And the costs, I think, generally range 30 to 50% less than regular health insurance because of that. So if you're a small individual provider or you're a small company, then MPB Health might be the solution you're looking for so you don't have these outrageous healthcare costs every year. The fourth sponsor is DHA Labs. DHA Labs has really progressive diagnostic tools. They have genetic testing, they have urine testing, they have blood testing, and these are all state-of-the-art tests that actually find things at the cellular level five to 10 years before disease starts. This is the kind of testing company you need. And so if you're an employer and you want to keep your costs down, this is the company that you should be looking at for your testing. And the fifth and final sponsor, they've been new for us for a couple of weeks now, Cardio Miracle is, I don't know whether, it, I think it is a miracle because I looked at the formula. The formula is exactly the same as the one that I developed for the cardiovascular disease protocol about two months ago. But they've even gone beyond the ingredients that I had developed, which are all ingredients that kind of reduce the damage to your cells, the DNA damage. This product has about 100 different ingredients in it in a powder form. And so you make a drink out of it and then you consume it. And I think it's one of the few supplements you're going to take that you're actually going to feel the difference. It's actually the design is trying to get more nitric oxide into your body and more vitamin D3. Well, it turns out that this formula enables the vitamin D to get to your cells and it enables your body to make the nitric oxide that you need to make sure your cardiovascular system is functioning efficiently. Go to our site and you're going to see on the homepage of drcharlesbenz.com, you're going to see that product listed there right on the homepage and then you're going to see that there's a code and the code is drbens 15 that means you can order and get a 15% discount. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to notice a difference in your cardiovascular health because of this product. We're going to do a lot of television programs on this. We're going to do our next two radio programs are going to be with this product. And so we're going to give you more details in the weeks to come. But for right now, know that the product is out there. It's been scientifically tested. It does what it says it does. It improves your cardiovascular fitness and health. So thanks again to John and our sponsors and our listeners. We enjoy working with all of you and have a great day.